You should know what that means already. That's the best kind of notification. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify and the moment another business dream becomes a reality. Shopify is the e-commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're selling succulents or stilettos, Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. Shopify covers every sales channel from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. It even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills in design or code. And thanks to 24-7 help and an extensive business course library, Shopify is there to support your success every step of the way. What's incredible to me personally, Charlotte, about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify is there to empower you with the confidence and control to revolutionize your business and take it to the next level. Now it's your turn to get serious about selling and try Shopify today. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash truefaith or lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash truefaith to take your business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash truefaith. It's the True Faith Newcastle United podcast. Newcastle have hammered Everton by four goals to one in their cup final. It was fucking brilliant. My name's Alex. I've got Si and Ben. We're recording immediately after the game to tell you what happened and why. Before we start, we're on Patreon. It's between three and eight pounds a month. Come and get involved as we react to this one and build up the Southampton and much more as Newcastle's charge into the Champions League gathers pace. Si, that was an unbelievable nightmare. How do you feel about it? I, I just don't know if I understand football anymore. Like, how have we not won a trophy this season? We've been so good so many times. And we haven't been that good. Um, I mean, we'll probably talk about it, but we're still smashing teams. And it's just like, ugh, watching Newcastle games has never been so good. And I was just looking at the numbers there. 23 goals in the eight games since we lost to Man City. That's wow. basically three goals a game over, over an eight-game stretch. That's <laughs> insane. Insane. So good, man. So good. Ben, same question, mate. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, I just absolutely love all of these lads. They're like they're the best best bunch bunch of lads we've had in a long, long time, and uh, they deserve like all that accolades to get to the minute. As as I says, like we're potentially gonna end this season without kind of anything really to show for it, other than obviously potentially top four. But um, like it, it just feels like things are going in the right direction. They're uh, on for bigger and better things, but uh, yeah, tonight specifically. Just unbelievable performance, and um, just we'll we'll go on to it. But it's just great to see the. I mean, some of the goals, obviously that Shaw one, the fifth one that goes in, like just unbelievable strikes. Like there's so many good moments in that game, so it was really really enjoyable to watch. You know, it got disallowed. I know it got disallowed, but it was still <laughs> still hilarious to watch it go in, even though it, cause it did get disallowed. But whatever, didn't need it anyway, mate. It didn't need it. We don't need the class strikes. That's that's how good we are. Just want to add some context to this one, as if anyone needs it, but these games are supposed to be hard. Everton away, with all their fucking flares, and it's basically a trophy celebration before the game, going through Goodison, and it's this big thing, it's the Goodison crowd under the lights, all this shite. No thanks. 4-1, fuck off. It's easy. Goodison Park haven't won there since 2010. Arta bogey ground does not matter to this set of lads. You know, Everton have beaten Arsenal at home this season, 
Everton have, you know, they've done all right under Sean Dyche. We've gone there, we've pulled their pants down, we've scored four, we could have scored eight, didn't even play that well. It is an emphatic statement from Newcastle United, who are third in the Premier League, 62 points, probably only need 70-71 for Champions League football. We've won two of the three games we've got this week. There's almost nothing else to say. Like the team <laughs> are just smashing every single obstacle that they have in front of them out of the way. Not just out of the way, with these 10 goals scored this week. 10 goals. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Si, like you just touched on it there. This has got to be one of the best Newcastle teams of our lives, if not the best one. What do you think? Yeah, certainly uh, on an individual level, there's so many players now there that that, that stand out. Like Isaac, obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll get into them, but um, th- there's three or four world-class players in there. And then you've got Wilson, who people were starting to write off a, a few months ago, and then he comes up with two mint goals again. Like These players just get better and better. The ones you think you've, you start having doubts for, they come back and prove you wrong. There's a, every, every single player who comes in for a player who's who's being either rested, rotated, someone who doesn't feel well, mighty targets come in and had a decent game. Like the, the the squad depth we thought we didn't have is there now, and, and it's just like, all right, lads, um, it's only one nil at halftime. We haven't played very well, but we're going to bring on all these other lads and make the game even harder for you because Everton probably thought, you know what, 1-0 at halftime, bit unlucky there, we'll, we'll get something here, we can keep going, and then we just keep bringing on better and better players. And then it's just like, oh, when does it end? For the, I feel a bit sorry for our oppositions now, that's how good it is. It, you, you, the key there is those that, that those kind of, when you say the four world-class players, it's like they they allow kind of bit-part players to come in and, and kind of just look mm-hmm. like they're, they're Premier League players when... I mean, you were saying about Sunday, Mankio came on and looked really good. True. It's like, what? <laughs> Javier Mankio, who? Um, but it is like that fact that when you're playing with like a Botman and Trippier and um, obviously Bruno, like Isak up front now, like with, with those players, like sprinkling a little bit of magic all over the pitch, it, it catches some people's boots and uh, rubs off on them. And yeah, it's uh, just spreads like wildfire, doesn't it? But yeah. I mean, as you say, Target... Uh, yeah, Target, I thought, had a, a really solid game. Obviously, a couple of shaky moments in that half, but like he didn't look like a player that hasn't played for six months. And it's just, you, you can just tell that this team playing with confidence are just uh, an unstoppable force. As you say, Dodgy was smashing everybody. And um, like, it, it, it's, <laughs> we've been, we went on such a good run. Obviously, had that Villa kind of blip, and it's a, it is a blip. Like, let's call it for what it is now. Um, like we've just come back with a vengeance, and as you say, ten goals in the space of what four days is uh, is pretty special. I, the psychology of it's massive as well. It's not just going there and winning; it's going there scoring our tenth and sadly, like Ben alluded to, eleventh disallowed one this week. You know, your Aston Villa Villa fans last night dreaming of Champions League football. Okay, Villa, but it's Man United you need to catch, lads. It's not us, because we are so far above all of these sides. Liverpool, great win, big win at West Ham. Is the dream alive? Is Champions League alive on your castle? I've got to go to Everton. Who do we support? We don't know. Well, I'll tell you what, lads. You're not finishing above Newcastle this season. <laughs> you're nine points behind, and there's only six games to go, and we have a goal difference of plus 32. It doesn't sound real, a goal difference of plus 32 at this stage. And I'll tell you what, lads. I think we're just getting started. We're not done yet. Southampton, we'll see you. We'll have you over on uh, on Sunday. See how you get on after a home defeat against Bournemouth tonight. Unbelievable from the lads. Unbelievable performance. Unbelievable result. It is just the best time to be a Newcastle United fan. We're going to leave part one there. Part two back after this. 
or these adverts. If you don't listen to the adverts, all of these podcasts go out without a single advert on our Patreon platform for just £3 a month, and you can come and get involved in all of the other podcasts that we do back after these. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Part two of the show then, Sai, you know, let's talk about the performance. Uh, it wasn't the best performance we've ever put in. A bit like West Ham a few weeks ago, wasn't it? What do you think? Yeah, I wouldn't say um, first half was as bad as West Ham or Brentford or Villa, obviously. Um, I, I maybe say we were a bit lucky to go in ahead. Uh, Everton didn't really do much. It's not like Nick Pope's had loads of saves to make, but they did have lots of shots, had a lot of the ball. We were giving the ball away in sloppy positions. I thought Bruno in particular was a bit sloppy first half. Bruno, Joe Linton couldn't make the ball stick. Willick couldn't make the ball stick. Um, and yet, we've just we've just took our chance, haven't we? We've absorbed that pressure because Everton did try. They pressed us. They were, they were physical and the ref was giving us an out, obviously, for the first 25 minutes. And it was starting to look like it was going to be a tough game. But as soon as we get that goal and just take our chance, it's like, yep, there we go, lads. If, you, this, if, if that's the best you've got, we're going to go on and win this game. And from that point on, really... Um, I thought there's, there's only one winner, and that's that's what happens with this Newcastle team. If you let us take the lead, that's pretty much it now. Um, I think they were saying on the telly there's only been twice when we haven't won from winning position. Um, so yeah, I think first half there was some sloppiness, but you know we also did did play some good football, and the goal was was very good. It was it was Wilson bringing the ball down and and popping it off, and some some great runs, and um, probably deserved it because it, it was a great bit of play, and it was the best bit of play of the game at, at that point. And then the second half, we just came out a hundred times better. Willick found his touch. Bruno found his touch. Joe Linton inexplicably just gets stronger and stronger as the game goes on. Like as other players around him tire, he gets more energy and just just becomes rampant. And um, yeah, I, what's encouraging about all of these away games is that we grow into them. And with the exception of the Villa blip, where we never really grew into that game, but also Villa just kept getting just just kept getting quite lucky and they, they scored their goals at, at kind of key times. 
Um, as we grow into these games, it would, other teams just look fearful. Like Everton just looked shell shocked. Like, like Christ, they're just getting better. What do we do now? So yeah, if, if that's if that's what we're like away from home. You look at our fixture list, which I was I've still been worried about up to this week. And now when you're saying that, thought maybe maybe nine ten points from now will do it. That's that's easy. It's done. Like that's easy. So yeah, I, I, it's just been such a great night watching Newcastle once more. It's interesting because you were saying you were making the point we were talking. Um, before the podcast, you were saying kind of it's interesting how we seem to like get stronger in games in the second halves, and we're kind of trying to put your finger on it. But you look at that game tonight, Everton put everything into that first twenty minutes. Mm. They had to score in that first twenty minutes. They put so much energy into it, as you say. Kind of our players looked a bit sloppy, but it's because they literally didn't have an inch. Yeah, and it's what Villa did to her really effectively was they closed with down. They used their kind of physicality and, and speed to get on top of our players, and we just didn't have any kind of room to breathe. But they couldn't. They couldn't maintain it. And as you say, the key moment there was they were still doing that push when Wilson brings that ball down. And we said it was the first time we actually brought the ball into play properly, and we we score from it. And it was a class. I mean, Joe Linton, absolutely brilliant on in the form of his life at the minute. Um, but it just once, as you say, we kind of broke the spirit of that first goal. And then because they'd expend all that in that um, energy for that kind of brief 20 minute period at the beginning it's like they had nothing left and then second half it was literally just right like who who wants to score lads like take your pick come on roll up um <laughs> Jacob Murphy you fancy another one son get yourself at the back post um but yeah the goals were incredible and it was just as as you say it it just looked we we are a force to be kind of reckoned with at the minute we we just we've got so much power on the pitch in every position and um it's going to take, as you say, it's going to take some stopping. I mean, you're saying 10 points. I mean, it might not even need that, but I mean, we, this, I, I don't, who's going to beat, we're here. I mean, we've got Arsenal coming up to us in a couple of weeks, but I'd, I'd fancy us against them, the form we're in, and especially looking the way they've been playing recently. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to go back into the context for a little bit before we extend on size point about performance, Newcastle have just got through their horror fixture run. We had four away games out of five. Uh, West Ham, in fact, you know, five out of seven, including Forest. So, you know, we had Forest away, West Ham away, Brentford away, Villa away, Everton away. Um, We have taken 12 points out of 15 Mm. away from home in the Premier League. That's extraordinary. That is an extraordinary return. The Villa game, like Ben said earlier, was a a complete anomaly. We see that now. Um, You know, within five of that seven, we had two of the biggest home games of the season, against Man U and Spurs, we scored eight goals in those two games, got six <laughs> points. It's just silly at this stage, and, and, and to, you know, for clarification on the Champions League point, at the time of talking, at the time of talking, and, and this you know could come back to haunt me, um, Spurs are drawn 2-2 with Manchester United in the 93rd minute. If that result stays the same, not only were two points ahead of Man United, albeit they've got a game in hand, we are eight points clear of fifth place with a superior goal difference of 25 goals, just the 25 goals, better off than Spurs in the goal difference column. It, it's becoming a mathematical... And a game in hand. And a game in hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's becoming a, a mathematical improbability that we don't play Champions League football next season. Some people don't like it when you talk like that, but it's just the maths. I don't make the maths. It's just the maths. <laughs> you know, Liverpool, I think this kind of 70, 72 point figure, Liverpool are on 53 points now. Um and what can they get a maximum? They got six games left, so they can get a maximum of seventy-one points. We're, we're only nine points that we could lose our last three games, and, and, and they could win their last six. That's how strong Newcastle's position are. 
it's well, just that's the thing. Liverpool play Spurs next, so that's yeah. what someone drops points there. So you're right; it becomes a yeah a formality it, now. The end of the, the these end of season games are like almost becoming not pointless because we're class and we'll smash everyone, but becoming you know an, an irrelevance in terms of what tournament Newcastle play. Villa play Man U as well. I'm just checking there. So the, the and, and Tottenham and Liverpool they're all playing each other. <laughs> so we probably don't even need the nine points. Yeah, exactly. We'll have Southampton and Leicester at home, thanks very much, <laughs> in that time. Yeah, but sorry, back to your point, we have digressed about, this is the thing about you know not playing well. There were a few grumbles, particularly on social media at half-time. Charlotte was in the away and for True Faith. She's reported back for the Instant Reaction podcast, which goes up before we even start recording this one on the Patreon platform, and said it was a bit nervy in the away end at nil-nil because there was a bit of sloppiness. There was a lot of giving the ball away. But the thing that I love about Newcastle United now is it just doesn't matter. Like yeah. re- re- realistically, you made the the point side to it to us during the game that even though Newcastle weren't at their best first half, they're one 0 up. Nick Pope hasn't really had to make a, a save of note. Yeah, a bit of luck with that Calvert Lewin forty eighth minute um, disallowed goal, mm. but also Newcastle just like they did against West Ham went in at half time with a little bit of a question mark over them and came back out and Brentford to be fair and came back out second half and just blew the opposition away. Pretty special that if you remember particularly. <laughs> Going back and a bit of ancient history here, but Newcastle and Alan Pardew at half time for years, it was like, what the fuck's he saying to them? Like, how are they coming out so much worse? Well, it's the total opposite. <laughs> it's the total opposite, sorry. I don't know. I keep saying to you lads, like, they must have had a right bollock in at half time, but it, maybe it isn't that. Maybe it isn't. Like, there, there probably is a bit of a kick up the arse when there's some, some players underperform, but it's also probably just, right, all you need to do is, is, is make that ball 10 seconds earlier. Right, Miggy, you need to run this way. There'll be just a few little tactical little tweaks at half time. And that's all it is. Wilson, right, you've, you've done a great job, but the, the, the joy you're having is when you're coming and collecting that ball and popping it off and, and, and then Joe Linton's making that run and then we did that like three more times immediately after half-time and it's just kind of like that I'm, I'm, I'm maybe doing the lads a disservice by saying they're getting bollocked at half-time every week because we've done this three times now. We're just we're just managing games so well and, and learning as we go and I think the players as well, there was, there was a moment just after we scored where you could see Cher and Trivia and they're all having a bit of a huddle going, right, you're doing this, you're doing this and that. Even amongst themselves, they're trying to work out and they're, they're understanding how to how to control that game. And it's just, there's such a togetherness that I, f- I feel like if there are instructions being relayed at halftime, that people are listening, you know, and, yeah. and it's just like th- that team wants to win. Um, the excitement when, when Joe Linton scored his goal and then Trippi come around going, right, how are lads, back you get. This isn't done yet. And it's just, you can tell they all take it very, very seriously. So yeah, it's, it's probably not just a case of a, a halftime bollock and sort it out, lads. It's... Right, this is what we need to do to be better here, and, and they're listening and they're doing it. They're, they're proper players, aren't they? They know their jobs. I mean, we've got players in there that've got a lot of experience, and, and as, as you say, it, it's just the fact that they, they kind of know what it takes to to be successful at this level. And um, I, I think as, as well, they've just there's a lot of hunger there. You can see that they're desperate to to kind of bring a bit of glory, and um, yeah, it 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 just it spreads, doesn't it? As you say, like everyone is kind of focused on what the job at hand is, and um, yeah, as we were saying, it, it surely can't be long before we're, we're lifting some silverware. The thing, the thing that I like about playing badly, particularly at the start of games, I don't like it obviously, but the fact that we've come through three of the last four like this um, and and picked up the points that we have away from home is, I kind of get the feeling that once you know West Ham were two one up at half time, but once West Ham get in at half time, we're, we're concentrating on what Newcastle do at half time. When West Ham get in. 2-1, when Brentford only get in 1-0, and when we get in 1-0 today, all three of those teams probably say to themselves, well, we've done everything right. 
it almost couldn't have gone better mm. and we're getting beat. So Everton have their little celebration before the game tonight with their flares and slowing up the bus, <laughs> which is supposed to help the lads <laughs> somehow beat Newcastle. <laughs> and then they start like a house on fire, the crowd's up, everything's going great, they're at Newcastle passing the ball to them when they, they don't mean to. They're winning 50-50s, Andrew Mariner refuses to give Newcastle a free kick. Like, it's all going great, lads, and we're 1-0 down. And that's got to be a massive psychological blow. Same with West Ham. We actually played all right there, but we're 2-1 down. Brentford, well, you know, could have been 3 or 4-0 up. It's only one. Newcastle are going to come back and beat you. You don't actually, as, as a good team, we are doing to teams at the moment what teams did to us for about 15 years. Where you're coming out of games thinking there wasn't that much between the two teams. Oh, but we got beat by three. But we've been yeah. beaten at home again. It's just part of being a really, really good Premier League football team. And Ben, you were keen to say a little bit on that, weren't you? Yeah, I just, I, I just think it's, it's a really good point, isn't it? It's, it's just with, it's that mentality again. We've, we've talked about it. It's just the kind of the, the small kind of margins, but we're just clinical in them. And I mean, you look tonight, as you say, um, and and I suppose even looking back to to Sunday, like <laughs> it's not like we're, we're we're blowing teams away with like. 40 shots in games whatever but we're, we're just we're, we're killing them off with the chances we'll get and um, tonight I thought that was the key I mean the first proper chance we'll have in the game we score like Joe yeah. Linton does brilliantly good ball in hilarious uh, save from Pickford straight to, to Wilson and he sticks it in um, and then I don't really remember another proper chance kind of after that until the second half where we nearly score again inside like a minute or two Um but just when we're getting in these these key moments, we're, we're killing teams, and that that has got to be so disheartening. <laughs> like as you kind of say with that last point as well, like you just know Newcastle are going to make get everything out of every opportunity, and um, that that's got to be pretty like um, demoralising to, to kind of come up against because we're we're, we're just relentless with it. But as you say, it's just it's an unbelievable trait to have. Um, and it, it just puts pressure on everyone else. I mean, we're we're sat here. Obviously, Tottenham have just drawn two two with Man U. Had a lot of pressure on those boys now. I mean, Man U obviously falling apart. Their season for all, they're, they're in a they're, they're going to have made two cup finals. They're under some real pressure now for to, to hold on for that top four, and it's going to be really interesting. Whereas I just I haven't got any doubt about Newcastle. We are going to get that um, that that top four spot, and it's it's just it, it's a for it's a um, a foregone conclusion in my mind. Like as you say, the games we've got coming up, we're, we're not going to drop. I can't see us dropping too many points in that run. The only thing I'm worried about now as a Newcastle fan is the summer <laughs> it kills our momentum again because we're going to finish this this season like a runaway train. Probably finish third by the looks of it. I honestly think we'll finish third, um, <laughs> if not second. If Arsenal just lose all their games because they've fallen off a cliff. Um, <laughs> And yeah, it's it's the summer. I, I love how good we get. I love how we build to this, and I love how we improve every week. But it seems to take us a while because there's so much involved in in getting to that point in terms of just intensity, in terms of the tactical kind of nuances. Um, I'm just sad. To, I'm starting to think about the end of the season. It's making me a little bit a little bit sad. It's it. I mean, it's literally though. I mean, the, if you think back, the the run we went on last season when obviously Eddie came in and. We we, it, we we all said we didn't get that immediate bounce. It was it took a little yeah. while for us to get that momentum. But my God, did we catch catch it and obviously went on the, the run we did. And it, well, that was the question we were saying last summer was, right, how do we kind of, what do we do from here? How do we build on that? And the season, I mean, obviously we've, we've started brilliantly, 
but it feels like we're almost becoming a bit like that Man City mentality where kind of the business end of the season we come we play our best stuff and it, again like it's it's so like satisfying just knowing that you can count on these lads when it when the going gets tough like we're getting better I mean you're seeing Spurs Man U are faltering a little bit like all the teams around us don't have <laughs> kind of that momentum going for them we're just absolutely ruthless at the minute and um, it's a it's a massive trait to have I mean f- I, I bet Arsenal would be paying some serious money to have kind of that that little trait in their uh, their Arsenal at the minute we're going to come back loads loads more to talk about in this fixture Alexander Isak for God's sake we haven't even mentioned his name back after a couple more adverts You should know what that means already. That's the best kind of notification. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify and the moment another business dream becomes a reality. Shopify is the e-commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're selling succulents or stilettos, Spotify, uh, Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. Shopify covers every sales channel from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. It even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills in design or code. And thanks to 24-7 help and an extensive business course library, Shopify is there to support your success every step of the way. What's incredible to me personally, Charlotte, about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify is there to empower you with the confidence and control to revolutionize your business and take it to the next level. Now it's your turn to get serious about selling and try Shopify today. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash truefaith or lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash truefaith to take your business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash truefaith. Let's talk about him then. Let's talk about Isak. Uh, I'll start on him. You know, (laughs) Sociedad, Sociedad. You know what are you playing at? Sixty million quid? Is that all? <laughs> is that is that all for this man? He didn't even get a game tonight. He didn't get a start, which we'll talk about in a sec. Actually, the changes, but he picks up the ball on the halfway line. He picks up the ball on the halfway line. He he kind of runs unopposed to the byline. He gets close to the byline. He's got three to beat, and that's just defenders. That's not including the goalkeeper. He's got three to beat. None of them get anywhere near him. Gordon <laughs> Pickford, who pretty much broke Virgil Van Dijk's leg last season, hoing himself mercilessly into an opposition player, tries the same thing. He's about three quarters of an hour late and, and the ball's in the back of the net. Just one of the best bits of football <laughs> I have ever seen. Which one of you wants to talk? I've I've just got, I mean, that the ball control, that bloke's feet, Jesus, like, he's an absolute magician, isn't he? It's, yeah. it's Messi-esque, like, the dribbling, that close. I mean, you've got to look at the Everton <laughs> defenders and just laugh, but, like, he's going absolutely nowhere. He gets to the byline, it's like, well, and, and that's that's the thing. All three of them just think, well, he can't go anywhere from there. And then he literally just <laughs> runs in a straight line up the, the byline and nobody can get anywhere near him. I mean, he's incredible. And then he picks out Murphy at the back post. It was just such a good goal. And he's just he's just on fire, isn't he, at the minute? I mean, every time he gets the ball, you just think, 
like he, he literally he, he slalom runs and and the way he kind of he's he's able to just keep the ball with with how good his feet are is incredible and uh he's an absolute joy to watch isn't he? a little bit uh, of a shame that he he didn't get his goal but um the impact he had i mean he just he, he literally took the life out of that Everton team and um it was it was so impressive yeah, it's a really interesting dynamic, isn't it? Because when Wilson got his second, he looked really buzzing for him. So it's not like he's good that he's not. He's probably good that he's not playing, but he's he's definitely happy to play that role. That the, the pair of them do seem quite content with 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 right. I'm going to have to make my minutes on the pitch here count, um, which is which is a great thing. But yeah, oh my God, his, his feet are so fast. Everything he does is so fast. Like we're just not used to seeing footballers one with that kind of control. But the, with, with, to be able to do that at pace, he's almost always running at at, at pace with the ball, like. At his feet, as if as if he's walking with it, like it's it's mm. just incredible. Like we've never had a player like that, I think, ever in my lifetime. You know, yeah. we've, we've had players like Ben Arthur who are really skillful, but we could lose the ball quite easily. He doesn't look like he's ever ever going to yeah. lose the ball. He doesn't get tackled. He he, he basically gets fouled. <laughs> it's either a foul or he scores, and it's just like yeah, I've never. I'm I, I can't wait to see more and more of this guy. Like every week, you just like when's he coming on. When when's he getting the ball? It's just, it's just too much. It's too much. It's like he's got the stickiest boots on on the pitch, yeah, isn't it? Like the yeah. ball sticks him. It's like hang on a minute. Like that that ball doesn't move off his foot. <laughs> doing on there? Some sort get of fl- flubber situation. Yeah, get them checked. Jacob Murphy again with the facial expressions. Almost just you know never has a bloke laughed as much after he scores goals as Murphy. He was just kind of you know. Murphy seemed privileged to have witnessed what we all just witnessed. Like putting the ball in the back of the back of the net wasn't that important to him. It was just like, oh my fucking god, Alexander, you are unbelievable. I mean, let's talk about the the, the fact that Isaac doesn't get a game tonight. The fact that Murphy goal scoring Jacob Murphy doesn't get a game tonight. It's extraordinary, isn't it? I don't know which one of you wants to talk about it, but I don't know if there's another team in the Premier League can make these kind of changes right now. Well, you said it before the game. The more surprising thing is that both were given. You know, a rest yeah. on, on Sunday. Both were taken off at about 60, 65 minutes. Um, but, you know, yeah, Callum Wilson deserves to keep coming at the team. When he comes at the team, he scores two goals every time. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, he's got to, he's got to get, when there's three games in a week, it's justified giving him that, giving him that start. And, and you can just tell, he's like, right, we're going to give you a rest here, mate. You can play on Sunday. But then Wilson scores two goals and you think, I'm actually, who is he going to pick on Sunday? Like, I'm, I, I don't know what the answer to that question is. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, the answer is Alexander Isaac. Yeah, yeah. Um, I felt for Miggy today. I thought Miggy had a had a bit of a poor game, and he ended up having to, having to come off. Um, his uh, his touch just wasn't there, and it wasn't coming off for him. But he was he was the endeavor was there, and the the effort was there. So, um, it was it was a weird one. Murphy came off the bench and actually made us better again, which is yeah. uh, you know a massive testament to him, considering how often we've kind of <laughs> d- disparaged him on on this podcast over the years. Like his his impact was there to be seen, and yeah, he deserves the big grin on his face. And he's probably just thinking like. How am I the one who puts it away when after after a moment like that? Like he just he's getting all the big moments just fall into him. He's like <laughs> he's the luckiest kid in the world, but he's he's absolutely buzzing for it. And he's working hard for it, so I'm okay with it. He's like a competition winner, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Long may it continue, Jacob. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Isaac comes back in. That's clearly the crack, isn't it? There's an agreement, gentleman's agreement, whatever you want to call it. Wilson actually referenced this on his podcast with um Miguel Antonio recently. Uh, who was ribbing uh, Callum about being, you know, teacher's pet under Eddie Howe and Wilson made the very good point. You know, I scored fucking two at West Ham and still got dropped. Like, <laughs> yeah. and it, it, you know, you do have to start to wonder, like, is, is there a number of goals that Callum Wilson could reach in a game to keep his place? Yeah. Or we're talking double figures, because that's how good Isak is. Yeah. Can't drop him. No way Joe Litton's getting dropped. No way Joe Willis getting dropped. So only, only one of them can play. 
and that's without referencing Alison Maximine, um, who who isn't in the picture at the minute and was playing tremendously well when he got injured again. So just an absolute embarrassment of riches. And, you know, the fact that, Ben, you referenced it earlier in the show, my target comes in, does fine. Yeah, he has that kind of one bad moment with the Wobie that could have ended up in a goal to make it, I think, 2-1. Um, but but nice options for Newcastle to have. And as we discussed and lots of people have said on the previous pods um, over the last couple of weeks, it's not just the Alexander Isak £60 million sign. And that goal is almost a good... Uh, example of where Newcastle are right now, the world-class quality of Isak with uh, a measurable improvement of Jacob Murphy, who's now, in, you know, Murphy's one thing this season that he couldn't do was score. Uh, he's now got three and two. You know, Joe Linton's now got, what, five and five. Joe Linton now has eight goals in the Premier League this season. Newcastle are on course if he keeps scoring to to have four players in double figures. They're just, just all absolutely mental stuff, really. But yeah. Murphy that, can get there as well. Right, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> it, and that is the thing, though, isn't it? Where um, I, I don't know, I don't know how we've done it, but we, you know, in in January, February, all the questions were where where are the goals coming from? We're, we're not. It wasn't just that we weren't putting our chances away; we weren't creating enough. Whereas now we, we're we're putting away all of our chances, but we could be scoring more in each of these games. You could not argue against more goals. You know, shares very unlucky, as you said before, Ben, to get his chalked off. Burn just strays offside, but like, yeah. You look at the two Wilson finishes, like that's confidence is back. Joe Linton scoring four off or five and five or whatever it is, his confidence is back. Murphy getting goals, confidence is back. All of these players are, are playing with outrageous levels of confidence and they believe in themselves. And that's what changed in the second half is that we actually started to think, oh, you know, fuck, we're better than these. We're just better than these. You had Bruno carrying the ball 30 yards for, for, for Wilson's uh, second, you know, just, just drove through the midfield, saw that pass that nobody else saw. Nobody else thought, oh, Wilson defeat here, but Bruno does actually. Yeah, he's got a couple of yards. If he gets it out his feet, he'll score. Pass it to him. Wilson gets it out his feet. None is really expecting him to shoot because he's outside the box. And my God, he just just floats it in the corner. I mean, it's always nice to see a ball that Pickford is stretching his entire arms for, <laughs> and he's nowhere near it because like, a good keeper's not saving that. That's not that's not a Pickford moment, <laughs> but it was still funny to watch but the dive is, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, just bless him. Wilson putting them chances away. It's just, oh my God, every every goal is class. Every goal we score is class. The, the finishing was unreal, wasn't it? I mean, that we said um, that that first goal obviously was a, it was a massive moment. But I mean, the work from Joe Linton is brilliant. But it's a t- it is a tame shot. Keeper should be holding that in my book. Got to save it. But he palms it out, and it's Wilson's the first to react. And, and it, yeah. it's not an unbelievable finish, but it's just brilliant play from him to be the one. There's about three or four players around the ball there, and it's Wilson that's the one that gets yeah. to it to, to poke it home. Um, it's the quickest reactions, and it's just wanting it. You know, yeah. easy. I, I'm, I'm, that's mine. I, I've scored. That's mine. Then obviously Willock for I think for the second one, which I think was Joe Linton's. I mean, again, very similar to that Isak run, kind of just burns we'll down the left. We, we haven't mentioned Joe Willock. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Willock, brilliant. Another brilliant assist today. I mean. I think we'd be talking about Willick if Isak didn't come on and one up him with his <laughs> yeah, dribble. True, true. Because very similar runs and goals, but it's just Willick only has to beat like two, one or two. Um, I, I want to talk about Willick a bit here. We'll have to. Like he's he's, on, he's turning into a bit of a player of the season candidate. Like he's just been outrageous these last few weeks. I mean that ball for Joe Linton last week on on Sunday. Sorry, just uh, for uh, Isak. For Isak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just stupid. But what I, what I, I love about Joe Willock today is that first half, like every touch was horrendous. Like the balls <laughs> over the top room, he just kicked them out of play. He couldn't control it, couldn't bring it down. And he's not love that, it about him. None of, none of that phases him. And then he still comes out second half and he does stuff like that. And he's he's beaten players. I mean, Godfrey 
What a terrible night he had. He's like, Willock, please stop. <laughs> Who's this? Oh, Isaac's coming on on the left. What? And um, yeah, it just uh, I, I commented during the game, didn't I? Like Wilson, uh, um, Willock getting past players and pinging, pinging delicate crosses into the box with his left foot, like perfectly timed crosses. Mm. And yeah, that the, the header from Joe Linton's beautiful. Like, I've never seen so much neck strength go behind <laughs> the ball. But yeah, Willock's involvement in pretty much every one of our moves is just ridiculous. And yeah, the lad deserves probably more goals himself. But he's always there, he's always involved, he's always one of the passers involved in a goal, and it's just, he's not getting, he probably is getting enough enough credit, you know, all the lads are getting plenty of credit, but he, he maybe goes a little bit unnoticed amongst the Isaacs and Wilsons of each game, so yeah, a bit of love for, for Willock. Quick special mention just for Godfrey as well, because we've got to give him his dues. <laughs> Three of the goals coming down his side, yeah. he, he did Poor brilliant lad. for it, uh, well played son. <laughs> Well, yeah, and it's a good point, Si, about, about Joe Willock, and it's there's two games in a row now where he's put in obscene assists, and yeah, yeah if Alexander Isak doesn't do what he does, then we're probably all talking about it, you know, before 30 minutes into the podcast. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just that Willock's just got this pace when running with the ball, like you get lots of fast footballers, and to be fair, Isak's got it, got it as well, but few look as fast with the ball at their feet as Willock does. And mm. it's just, it's just kind of one drop of the shoulder and one, one touch and he's in. We, and we're sat there watching it thinking he's in here. Yeah, yeah. Godfrey cannot catch him here. He's, he can hold on for the ball as long as he wants. And then the key part of it isn't just that first part. And when I think back to Newcastle's kind of, if we run earlier in the season, Willock was getting all the right positions, but then it was down to the, the final pass or the final cross or the final shot that was letting him down. No longer because he, he couldn't pick out Joe Linton any better than he did, uh, and it was it with was, his left foot as well. Yeah, with his left foot, and it's it's almost like the the winning goal, isn't it? Because it's yeah. the second goal, and it, it's um, it's game over. Ben, and just to kind of finish us off before we kind of sum things up at the end, you want to talk about the midfield in in general? Yeah, I mean that that was one of the most like complete like performances I think in terms of first half we had to dig in it was a, a difficult kind of first. 20, 25 minutes where they they would be physical, they were getting into it, and, and, and we said there was a little bit of sloppiness there, but like it was a, a, an aggressive like physical battle there, and and we we came out kind of I wouldn't necessarily on top, but we we matched them, and and they had everything going for them. I mean, they had the crowd, they'd, they'd had their little flare party or whatever before, and they were up for it, and um, we kind of we we just coasted through that kind of first twenty minutes in a way that we didn't expend too much energy, but. We we as you said, I think you said it early in the game. We just absorbed what they were taking, and our yeah. lads were able to front up to it. And then just it was kind of just a release. I mean, that 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 first goal we've talked about it. It's great, powerful run. We've got great runners. I mean, that's the thing. They're all proper athletes. I mean, the beauty of having. I mean, the, the four, we'll talk about the four of them here. So obviously, Longstaff, um, Willock, Joe Linton, and um, and Bruno. I mean, obviously, it, it's kind of. Fitting them all on the pitch is the difficult one. And obviously we mm. saw Longstaff come out of the team against Villa and just something was missing. I think that was probably more to do with Villa's performance, but something was missing. But today, um, they were all just brilliant. I mean, okay, Longstaff's probably have a, had a, a quieter game, but you, you look at Took the Took some bumps as well, mind yeah. Longstaff. Today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's taking all the air. Should have had hits. a pen as well. Yeah. But well that's a good thing. I was, no, I was going to say, isn't it great to be absolutely fucking robbed? Yeah, yeah. Once again, by a mixture of Mariner and VAR, and it's just not—it's just not relevant. Yeah, it probably robbed Callum Wilson of a hat trick, but apart from that, fine. Yeah, but um, just that—I mean, we talked about it. I think on pods earlier in the season where the Joe Linton Willick on the left side, kind of the axis wasn't quite clicking. Um, but my God, is it now? Like they—they just interchanged so easily. I mean, 
obviously Joe Linton started, I think, as the more advanced one and then seemed to switch at some point in the first half and they were both just so effective going at Godfrey. And I think that was part of it, was he just doesn't know who he's meant to be marking yeah. um, because just he's got all sorts of players. I mean, at one point, Longstaff ends up on the left side, obviously fancying a piece of Godfrey himself and should get a pen. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just a, a really, really impressive game um from our lads and as, as I say I mean that that is kind of Everton's strength they've got that athleticism and honor um just a gay like a will be they're all big lads physical fast and yet like they they looked embarrassed by the end of it I mean we, we just dominated them in that uh, middle of the park and uh, it was really really impressive game and um just it, by by the end it was literally right how many do we want here I mean I know Charles gets chalked off but I mean we, we could have had six or seven there we could have we could have unbelievable win for Newcastle United, and like I said at the start of the show, the Champions League is in touching distance. It's an incredible thing to say. It will take both a collapse from Newcastle United and some unbelievable form from our rivals below us, uh, and as well as you know Aston Villa are playing in their form, and the fact that Liverpool are playing really well, they're so far behind us. With like as Ben said, them all, they all have to play each other. We've got kind of Arsenal left, and that's the the kind of sole. Uh, on paper, difficult game anyway. Just an unbelievable performance and win from Newcastle United. I'm really pleased that one of you said there that we kind of showed a bit of everything tonight. We showed the grit, the determination. Easy to crumble in that first half, getting out from the ref, getting kicked all over. They put two men on Bruno pretty much the whole time. He didn't get any any time or space in the ball. But you can't do that all game as Everton. You, you don't have the legs, you don't have the discipline, you don't have the quality. And in the end, the quality won out and Newcastle United have yet again put in another famous performance uh, midweek in the Premier League away from home as we did a few weeks ago at West Ham and it's just brilliant Charlotte was there for true faith lots and lots of us have suffered at Goodison Park over the years one win in fucking 20 years or something like that no longer we we'll probably won't be playing them next season because I think they're getting relegated if there's nothing else then lads we will finish things off there thanks so much to everybody who has listened we'll be back Sunday with another one of these immediately after the Southampton game. Before then, we're going to have three or four podcasts on Patreon celebrating this victory and also looking ahead to this massive game against Southampton where we can take another giant leap into securing a top four position and probably a top three position. So come and join us on Patreon between three and eight pounds a month for that. We'd love to have you along for the ride. Cheers to Si and Ben. Speak to you all very soon. Bye-bye.